0: I fish every day and I love me fishing but if there's something to be done it's kind of like what Warren Buffett said once time he said uh, someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago
1: Hello and welcome to the Ireland on the Fly podcast about the people and places of fly fishing in Ireland. This week's episode is a fishery focused one that sees us go to the eastern part of the country. It's an area that's probably neglected somewhat in terms of fly fishing coverage, and so we speak to Pat O'Toole from the Trimath Boy and District Angling Association to find out more about that great historic River Boyne. But Tom, before we hear from Pat, how's the fishing been? After the wettest of springs, we've practically had a heat wave now and the dry weather seems set to continue.
2: Yeah, well, Dar, you know it firsthand because I gave you the call on Monday. I said, um, you know what, don't bother coming.
1: <laughs> I was cursing you.
2: Yeah, I know. Yeah, for those, uh, Dar and myself, we're meant to have our day out on this week. And to be honest, it has just fell off a cliff. It yeah. fallen off a cliff here. And um, the the fly stopped hatching. And then we had, you know, 25 degrees uh it, started, it hit 25 on Tuesday so yeah look it just really was worth it I had a couple of tough days put in prior to that and just wasn't worth it and to be honest yeah, I haven't been up much this week at all uh, a lot of Irish people for this week and just said look hold on we'll get days out again yeah you know you know, there's, there's no point in going on with it so you know that that's the way it's been and it's been it's been tough up until that the week the, the first week of it started off great Tara. and it felt like it, this is it and We all thought it was going to get better. But, you know, funny, that was the best it got. Something just didn't happen. The hatch was poor, it was patchy. Just, look, it was a poor season. Oh, no, Mayfly season. Just, you know, and you you get them. Funny, and we're talking there about, you know, he's talking about bad years. And we get on, we're talking to to Pat later. But I I say this quite often. There was a a ghillie here from years back, Frank Diskin. His name, poor Frank's, passed away now. He was a neighbour of mine here. But Frank used to, to guide here. Frank ended up working for the NL Fisheries, but he used to guide here. I remember him telling us in the pub once, back in the 50s, I think it was 1950 and 1951, the mayfly hatch went on this part of the lake. There, was no may- there were no mayflies. And what they would do, and here's the interesting thing, there was four of them working out of Bernard's, Paul Sullivan's, uh, Auckland's guest house, just down the road from me here. That was the fishing lodge at the time, right? And there was four of them uh, that were guiding there and what they would do they'd leave the clients in at the evening and they'd get into a car the four of them and they'd drive down to Brownstown and Carra and they'd each collect a box of Mayfly for themselves for the following day so they would have a box this wasn't to, to to let them out this was for the dappers that they had out
1: yeah for the clients
2: for the clients so they'd have a box of Mayfly for the clients in the morning
1: they had to drive least, to car to get them.
2: Yeah, they had to drive to Carrot, which is the other side of Ballon Road from here. So it's a 40-minute drive. And they would do that. And that happened in 1951, I think, if I recall correctly. It was the early 50s anyway. And then Mayfly came back and it was never thought of again.
1: You know, just one of those.
2: Yeah. So these things can happen. You know, there are fluctuations. We're dealing with um, a big natural body of water. And there's a lot of factors we don't know about. But anyway... You didn't get down. You didn't get up. But I see. For anybody who's following Arnold the Fly on Instagram, you got out in the shore. Oh,
1: gas yes, actually, because the last few weeks have been a shit show. Uh, yeah, my language. Um I've had to cancel. Ooh. I had to cancel three, three Yeah. I'll be dropping F bombs next. Um, I had to cancel three.
2: Nurse, John <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Monster rugby reference Um <laughs> uh no, I had to cancel three fishing trips due to work communions oh, yeah. just mm. in, like May has been a write-off. Like I was just so I was supposed to go mullet on the flight, it was my last chance to get out. Mm. I had to cancel that. I was supposed to go to the Slaney, I had to cancel that so I was supposed to go, so I had to cancel, and I was just, I literally, so anyway, when you canceled car, I had already booked the, the kind of day off work-wise, you know. All pets <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> and uh, so I, I decided, to look, come hell or high water, and I don't see, I don't know, it's kind of weird if, if, because you're out, you know, because fishing is a way of life for you like that, I don't know if it's the same thing, like when you haven't been out for a few weeks, you know, you're just like, you have to kind of Put yourself out there, if you know what oh, I mean. You have to get yeah. yourself in the frame of mind to it. Oh, and then I was looking at the sun baking down. So anyway, I went out and um yeah, I and I was kind of in no hurry. I was just looking at a few good few hours to kill, which was great, you know. Yeah. Um as opposed to just like a, grabbing an arrow here or there. And I had a fabulous time just out on the river for a couple of hours, just had it to myself. Just I found a couple of shaded spots. Yeah. I was dry dropper, and dry fly. I was just changing around all the time, picking up fish here and there, wherever I was going. And it was, yeah, it was
2: just. It's some a, beautiful fish. You actually, they were go- oh, they were the gorgeous colors. Pictures. The golden, buttery
1: yeah. colors. And do you know what's funny, actually, and again, it just shows you the importance of having time. The first hour, nothing, right? Yeah. Um, I think it was just. I think I was just finding my way, and then you know when you get to a stretch. For some reason that you just key into it now i changed flies a few times it changed actually because i was the nymph was much smaller and i went with a silver bead but yeah it was dry dropper. I was picking up mainly up on the dropper but then so then i was blind with the dry just to see if i could rise that and, and there was a couple of fish came up but yeah it was probably and did you
2: try the full lob
1: <laughs> yeah, actually there was a comment on instagram somebody, I did,
2: that's what i'm asking <laughs> Oh,
1: the dirt, the dirt. Uh,
2: so I took it, then you didn't. No,
1: no, no actually, oh, I no, but... no, I started off. I actually, start. No, do you know what? I actually started off and said, No, nah, no, nah, could we bother? Day is too nice for this. I'm gonna actually target a nice glide here and just, and actually, wanted to get into the shady bits anyway. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so look, it was look, silver lining and all that. Um, yeah and yeah and no, i enjoyed it now it just I, I keep coming back to have to try and do it bloody more often that's the only bloody thing so i don't know I think
2: I'm yeah, just book gonna... more, yeah arrange more days for heat waves in the car yeah
1: yeah i'll book the car up yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, i'll be gone for 24 hours <laughs> um actually but come here back to this week's episode um it's an interesting episode with pat it's a different kind of so this is a different way of looking at the river and understanding the river mm. um and different issues that affect it. Um and it's there's definitely some issues there I think are well worth kind of maybe delving into further. Um maybe more in the off season.
2: Yeah, obviously <laughs> there is. And you know, a lot has to be said, you know, the importance of clubs as well. And this yeah. comes through, you know, more yeah, than that's very what they can do. You
1: yeah, that shines through uh, Pat talking here. You know, yeah, definitely. I know. I think you—you you, you had a great phrase "He's the custodian." Him and people yeah. like him are yep. custodians of the river. Yeah. So, yeah, really interesting stuff. So, look, let's hear some more about fly fishing on the River Boyne. And I first asked Pat to give us an overview of the river itself.
0: Yeah, well, the river actually rises up in um, Kildare, and across the border, then into Mead. It's—it um, actually comes from a well. It's called Trinity Well, up at Cabaret. And then flows down and then you have a lot of the small tributaries that make it into the bind. then what it is. Um, If you're ever crossing the road uh, heading for Kinnegad there at Clonard, you'll see where it widens out a good bit. Um, But above that, then you have a lot of small tributaries that flow into it as well. And flows the whole way down, then it goes down into Longwood. Uh, meets with the Enfield Blackwater. Down for then you meet the Fort, then the Trimbles town. They're all big tributaries, so big spawning areas. And um, flows right down through Trim through the town and then on to Becktive, down into Navan, down into Slane, down to all that historic part of uh Slane, and down into Drogheda.
1: And it's obviously, um, again, those places you mentioned, Pat, like I think of kind of, you know, recent years in terms of kind of the increased urbanisation as Dublin has been expanding out um, and, you know, there's new suburbs and new urban areas. Has the river been affected much by the increase in urbanisation?
0: You have a lot of water extraction from it, but even up at Longwood, if you went up to Longwood, like the canal itself there, like to have two six-inch pipes constantly pumping water out of the bind in to keep that canal going. That's what keeps the canal going. But um, it mightn't affect it that bad. Um, The housing thing, all right, Where we are noticing in the last few years there, um, it's getting a bit more polluted all the time. Mm -hmm. It would be... I suppose that's
1: it. That's the importance though, isn't it, part of clubs like yourselves and people like yourself that are kind of, you know, actively involved and, and actively engaged in the upkeep of the river to make sure that if anything's happening, to yeah be on top of it. Like
0: Yeah, even up at, on the other end of it where like it branches off there in Navin and it goes to the Kells water, which would go up to Virginia. And on up that area there, there's there's um severe pollution up there, which some of the lads are complaining about all the time. Kieran O'Kelly now, he's one of the fellas that's up there and he keeps a good eye on it, and and a few other people as well. And they uh, have showed videos of overflows from uh Virginia from the um, sewage plant and all that up there. And they're trying to build more houses in it as well. So a, a major um, thing, think a way of thinking about the um the sewerage. All the plants along it need something done to them. I even mm-hmm. see it there in Avon now myself. And if you see some of the the gunk that's building up on the rocks on it, it's just something else, you know? Isn't
1: that as well, and, and Tom, it'd be interesting your thoughts on this as well, is that the East Coast, because as Dublin, there's increased urbanization on the East Coast primarily, is that, you know, You think of kind of fly fishing in Ireland and people think of the landscape and they think of Connemara and the west of Ireland and that kind of idyllic kind of tourist setting, whereas the East Coast, you know, if we're not on top of it, is in danger of kind of being, being squeezed like.
0: Yeah, it's not alone that, but believe it or not, this year, and I'm not going to get into it too much, but Mead County Council have given permission to Dawn Meats to pump 400,000 litres. So they gave permission, but there's, 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 um, there's a lot of people up in arms. There has been loads and loads of objections, and there has been ecologists on it working on it and all that kind of thing. Now, last year, we had one of the driest years on the um, on the vine. And down that area, you see, if there's a good few weirs down that area, and if the salmon come up, the salmon... I suppose the deepest part of the bine where the salmon hold up when they come up, they come up, it's tidal up as far as Mary's Weir. That's there at the Curly Hole. It's on the Slane Road and across the Weir there. So if they go in there, there's a very deep s- stretch and they'll hold up there until they get a flood and then they're able to go up and cross the Weirs. So if all that sludge is going, going to be going into it, do you know what I mean? It's, it doesn't look good for, this, for the remaining stocks. Like we're talking about a very endangered species
1: here. Just interesting, actually, just while you were chatting there, Pat, because um, again, I wasn't aware of the issue, um, save the org for anybody that's listening, um yeah. which is about kind of pulling information together for people who want to kind of protect the Boyne um and are opposed to kind of these kind of um these kind of rulings or um and I just see actually they have a press release from May seventeenth. So what's that? two weeks ago. Um, saying a recent judicial, judicial ruling against Don Meats on 25 counts on May 15th that Waterford District Court found Don Meats guilty of offences, including exceeding emissions um, for solids, oils, fats, greases, uh, and uh, supplying the EPA with, it, with information which was false and misleading and declarations given that information was truthful and accurate. Uh, they had a €75,000 fine, which was a mere €3,000 for each count, and, um, and save the Boyne group calls for a full review of all information supplied by Don Meats, um, and calls upon Don Meats to withdraw its proposal for waste to Boyne. So I suppose this group, Save the Boyne, are obviously trying to highlight this prosecution in Waterford as um, you know a bit of a red flag for what could potentially um, you know be wary of uh, for the Boyne itself. Yeah, do um, uh, you know? I think Tom, this is probably an issue we'll we'll have to revisit because uh, it's, yeah. it's in my ignorance I wasn't aware of it. Um,
2: yeah, I was I. Right.
1: Um, but it should, know, yeah. But for anybody, check out save the Really interesting information on that, um, and it's definitely something we'll follow up on, Pat. But come here, let's get back to fishing, maps Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, and yeah. I know it's important, and it is very important when we have to highlight these issues for people that are ongoing. Yeah. But I did think it was, and it's funny. I only asked the question in the context. I didn't realize about this really? whole uh, objection that was going on. But I did. Yeah, yeah. I did mean it. The question in all sincerity, in terms of you don't think of the East Coast as much when it comes to fly fishing because of kind of suburban areas and that kind of stuff. But yeah, hey, paint, paint us a picture of the kind of fishing. Is it brown trout, salmon, sea trout? Tell us what's, yeah, we've what, what can you brown expect.
0: Trout. You would get sea trout up as far as slain, and you'd get some in Navin as well. Um, a few years ago, I had a salmon, or I had a sea trout, nine pound in Navin. I thought it was actually a salmon, but um, it turned out it was a sea trout when I videoed it. But, um, yeah, you will get some up as far as there. Um, We have a lot of brown trout, but in the last few years, since in the early 80s and onwards, for about 10, 15 years, we had some great brown trout fishing in it. But we have a lot more brown trout in it now, but they're smaller. The size has gone down. And it seems to be the case in a lot of... uh, We have a lot, a lot of brown trout in the river you know? So, ma- mainly what I, what I would do, I do, we'd still have perch and there's perch and pike. There's a certain amount of pike in it as well. Some of that's in, in different areas. But mainly what I do is I fish for trout and I fish for salmon. And um, the salmon, the salmon has been good for the last few years off and on. But we walk an awful lot of the spawning streams and um, like to, our river up above from Beckduff all the way up up to Longwood and up above it, and uh, was all drained, and it was drained from 60, 67, sixty seven I'd say some of the smaller streams, but that was every spawning stream that was in that was in the river, that was on every 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 spawning stream. So what they done was they just came in and they would just bulldoze everything out of it right? We had a lot of weirs in our own area. You see, there's there's to and fro's in it. In our own area, um, in Trim, it used to get a lot of flooding. It got bad flooding. And then they decided then, the weirs were put in in the 1700s, some of them, and they were put in for all the corn mills. You see these big old monuments of corn mills and all these are defunct now, of course, but the weirs were left in there. Mm. And in our area, all up, up our area, they took out. They took out thirteen weirs out of it. Now there were small weirs, big weirs. There was some weirs on some of the uh, spawning streams. We'll say small ones, and um, they took all those out of it. But our river, when we were young, it was just absolutely fantastic. There was lovely islands in it that had been there for they'd built up from hundreds and hundreds of years, you know. And we spent our whole youth. On on those islands, fishing loads of perch, loads of everything on them. And it kind of when they took out the weirs and all that, then well, a lot of the perch disappeared because it kind of turned more into a game, fast water than it would have had um, for holding perch and that. There's certain places that the perch in it still, mm. but they drained it from that then till about eighty six. And what was to happen then? was that one of the secretaries, he only, he's only dead there a couple of weeks ago, Lord of Mercy and the Man, but he was a secretary long long before I was. And he fought tooth and nail. The government said at the time that they would restore, but they would go back and restore all the spawning streams back to their original. But they even built, they built a hatchery. They built a hatchery down in Virginia that started around 19... 19- Around the 70s, and they started stripping fish just to restock the bind after the drainage. But in 1987, roughly, the bind drainage was signed off on. In other words, it was signed off on before all this rehabilitation work was done. But then came uh, Dr. Martin O'Grady, Lord of Mersinum, and Karen and Inland Fisheries, and they worked with the OPW to try and revamp a lot of the spawning areas. Then in 2011, uh, we as stakeholders, uh, we got involved then in doing some of these rehabilitation work. Well, it was a lot of the buys from first. and over that when Kilbride Anglers involved there as well and Navin, We set about doing the work. So I'll give it to you briefly. Where we done it, there was about a mile of a stretch. And in that mile of a stretch, there was only one area where there was salmon spawning it. Now, a good bit of work had to be done. Big boulders had to be brought in to speed up the water. We had to make deflect, put deflectors into it, right? But as I say, it was all done and drawn for us. So in 2014, we started on phase one. And after phase one, uh we had, that year, we had 17 reds on it. Uh, the following year, we done phase two and finished up that section of it. And along with putting in the spawn and, uh, areas, we put in a lot of deflectors and all that kind of thing, to strengthen up banks and all that kind of stuff. So there was some that took took weeks off off work and whatever. I was kind of half retired, so I was up there all the time. And some of the lads took the time off work, and we all done. We got the contractors in, and we got them. We'd done the whole job anyway, and it was a major success, major. We had nearly up to 50 reds in it. That's,
2: that's a phenomenal, that's phenomenal success. Yeah. Now, salmon, really when
0: they're passing by, if they're going up by an area and they see nice, fresh gravel naturally enough, they're going to spawn in it. Mm.
1: Listen to you there, Pat. It's interesting. You know, it's, you're more than just fishing. You know, it's, you're very much into the habitat, restoration, preservation. You know, was, was that always an, um, an important part of, of fishing side yeah, well, for well, you? Like?
0: Well, as, as I said, secretaries before me, since the OPW, since it was drained, you see, half the people in the country were up in arms over them taking out the weirs. And other people were saying, no, that's a good idea to allow free flow of fish up. You know, in most countries now, they're trying to take out weirs and all mm-hmm. that kind of obstruct, obstructions. So, we were trying to get something done with the spawning streams. There, there's, there's other rivers that we were after doing now at the minute. There was another river there that we were trying to get done for the last 20 years.
1: Do you ever feel like you're, Jesus, I, I just want to do a bit of fishing, you know, instead of having to fight no, all these yeah, fights. And-
0: I do an awful lot of fishing. I fish every day and I love me fishing. But if there's something to be done, it's, it's kind of like what Warren Buffett said once time. He said, uh, someone is sitting in the shade today because someone it or planted a tree a long time ago.
1: Yeah. That's brilliant. i never heard that one before.
0: Yeah. So th- th- the pride that we have, I-, I tell you, you wouldn't believe it, even on that other job that we done that was told we had done it over the two years. There's some of them lads never caught a salmon in their life. There's some of the lads never fished for a salmon yeah. in their life. Do you know? No, no. I mean, you can see it there,
2: Pat. I mean, I mean, no, no doubt. You have a great sense of pride in what you've done, and rightly so. I mean, so. of oh, the yeah. some, some of the figures that you've given there, and some of the jobs that you've done, you know, they've been to the core. And like, I mean, I think a good word for you as a fisherman is you're also custodians as well. Yeah. I think yeah. You
1: know, tell me, is the salmon run on it now? What's it like um, now? Obviously, I know numbers are down everywhere anyway. Um, but um, is it for the boyne Is it a grills run you get? What's the spring run like? Tell no, us a little bit about that.
0: We usually get um, a, a fair few good spring fish. If you're going to get a fish anywhere, a good fish, you're going to get them on the bind. You know what I mean? But it, it all depends on water height as well. But this year, the water has been high. So, in other words, they'd come up. If the water was very low, they'd get stuck down on Slane. If the water is higher, they'll run as far as Navan. If it's higher again, they'll go up and look up the black water or they'll go up the bind up to Trim. And they'll go up and find their deep water and they'll sit there till they're ready to spawn, you know. Mm. This year hasn't been bad. I had, I usually get a couple of fish before I go mayfly fishing, you know. And this year I hadn't, I got a pull of a few fish, but just didn't, neither here nor there, I just love fishing anyway. I love Mm. fishing, so it doesn't bother. But yesterday I was out and I caught a nice fish and I got another nice fish today. So there's a few fish being caught, yeah, there's a few fish being caught and they're all quality fish, they're all Nearly all double figure fish, you know what I mean? You know,
2: you look back in literature, as we always do here, and like in A. Luce's book, he talks about, is it the mollies or the dollies? What is it? The mollies. The mollies, he writes about it. He talks about catching spring salmon. In it. So, you know, it, You know, put it this way, it's not, it's not a hardcore secret. You know, it's, nope. it's, it's been known for years that uh, the boy has a reputation for, uh, big. for big salmon. Yeah, I've yeah, was known that. But yeah. the
0: kind of fame um, they built a road through and a bypass through there and effect up the mollies altogether. Oh, did they actually? Yeah, yeah you you wouldn't catch fish in it now. Oh, wow. You yeah. might catch them in one or two places above that. But, right. Oh, and that Where was. Deep-
2: I, that's interesting to know because I remember that's one thing when I, when I said we were going doing this. I said, yeah. That's about that because I remember reading about it. Uh, yeah,
0: talking about it. That's just yeah, yeah, yeah. The Molly's was 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 uh, back in the day. It was the the place to go. Mm. Yeah, that's where you got your big spring. Well, up on up in Trim as well, and on up into Longwood. Mm. Like, At but time them pass. Does it get much of a grills run? Yeah, they get a fair bit of a grills run. Yeah, mm. yeah. But it, but it's like that. It, it not in like the Maya or anything like that. Now, yeah, no. Yeah. No, what, what you do is you get your spring fish and then later on, maybe sometimes in June, you'll still get a lot of the summer, what they call a summer run. But they're still, they're still double figure fish. Right. Yeah, they're, oh. they're springers, they're springers, but they're late springers. And also,
2: it, even though, even though like you're at the mercy of the drainage and everything, there's still a bit of fly water there, I'm, I'm led to believe, isn't there? There's still decent or, it, it,
0: uh, on the on the point in general. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, no. There's great, great fly water. Yeah, the fly life that's up there now is something else in it. You know. Is it actually? Yeah. Oh yeah, there's great fly life in it, and that's, it's,
2: you know that's <laughs> really uh, that's really hard to hear because, like, I mean, like we started off, and I suppose we're just talking, and, and we had to, and to highlight it, what you're saying, like that there are
0: problems there, but it's kind of good to hear that there's still good fly hatches there on the river. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, you would get, um, get mayfly hatches on it and a lot of spinners and at night time there will be good. The sedges, mind you, are not as good, I think, as they were in the 80s. I used to fish it in no place else because that time you'd be just trying to keep a house going and everything. You wouldn't be taking a couple of weeks off going off to a lake or anything. You'd be just tipping down to the river there at nine o'clock at night. I, I take it you weren't fishing every day then. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. No, no. Yeah.
2: And I harken back to one of the older books as well. Uh, there's a bit in The King uh, Man May Fish where he talks of somebody who got held up during the Easter Rising on the, that Easter weekend. So he had two days fishing. So he said to stay down because the Easter riser was happening. So oh. for the first day he'd ate fish for 16 pounds. Okay. And because mm-hmm. he had to stay and he couldn't get back to Dublin, he fished the second day. The second day he'd 16 fish for eight pounds. Oh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. But I, but I always remember
2: that read really the bit like, God, eight fish for 16 pounds. I was going, wow, that, that that's good for a river. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's really good. So obviously there's still, there's still a, a few
0: oh, no, yeah, yeah. around. yeah, the, the, yeah, there would be, yeah. yeah. Kabir,
2: do they come up at Mayfly time? Are they should. Sure yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. That's often the times when you get the big ones, the bigger ones, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah.
2: And how was the Mayfly this year? How is the uh, was the Yeah,
0: I'll tell you the truth. I was more on the lakes than I was on the river. Mm. Now, I was talking to some of the lads that were out fishing last Sunday, and they said it was a nice lot of Mayfly on it, you know. But and it, in the, the hatch time.
2: concurrent does it happen at the same time, roughly? Like on some rivers, I know here the the Clare River side us. From what I know, it can generally be that bit later, a week or two later
0: on the river. Yeah, no, no, no. Same, no. Yeah. it if it, it, it had happened here this time, yeah, yeah. it it happen here now roughly the same as the lakes and whatever? Yeah.
1: Do you fish much? Have you fished much around Ireland? It's beyond the Boyne. Do you like to go anywhere?
0: Yeah, I'd go to the Erref. Go to the Moy. I go down to the Blackwater um, an odd time. Um, yeah, I go to the lakes a lot as well. I fish a lot on the lakes now from May, Mayfly time and that's, I'd fish them. But salmon fishing now, the air of the Moy. Yeah, any of those small little rivers, I'd, I'd love it. Yeah. Go away as well. I've gone, I've gone uh, New Zealand a few times and yeah, I've gone to Canada and Alaska, and Canada, East Coast and West Coast. Mm. And um, I've been in Yellowstone and places like that. Well, I went over there with the Federation of Fly Fishers. I'm an examiner with them, and sometimes you get the call to go. I was in Poland last year, you know, and that was very interesting. Lovely people over there, lovely. Just went fish? over there. I did a fish a bit on it. Yeah, but you know, I I I was after doing that much fishing here, and I was with a a Dutchman, and uh, we went down on the river, and I just sat in stone and just watched. Some days I was in, and there were some of them there, and they were good, lovely people. Yeah, grand. What was your favourite spot? Trout fishing, it'd have to be New Zealand. Yeah, Mm. I was on the west um, Alaska. Alaska was very good. You catch a lot of fish in it. You catch and there's a lot, a lot of fish in it. I fished to the west coast of Canada, caught a lot of fish, foul hook a lot of fish. But I really loved, I was reading a book, I can't think of the name, but I remember I had it in my locker and I used to read it every so often. And I, I was over with my son over in Boston. And I stayed a long weekend and then I just, I had a jeep hired out and I said to him, I'm going to go up to Canada. And I drove up to Quebec. And there was three rivers up there that I wanted to fish. And one was the Miramichi. The other one was the Cascapedia, And the Bone Adventure, I didn't just get on it. I didn't just get on it. But if, if it was one. Now, I was up there and I got fishing on the Cascopedia. And I went into the local travel place there, a, a tourist office I was asking the woman in there, and she said, you want a guide? And I said, no, I just want to go up and just go for a day's fishing on it. So she sent me up to this place, and it was only about $40, $50. And I said, are you sending me up to the back of beyond where I won't catch a fish? Because if you are, I'll be back. Go, no, she says, you'll catch fish, but nobody wants to go up there, she says, because there's um, when you go off the dirt or off the tarred road, there's a dirt road for about an hour. So I drove up there, and I had, there was three beats, and I had them to myself. And i got a few lovely salmon above it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah.
1: Great to yeah. be able to say you fish in those kind of places. Yeah. yeah. What's, what's, p- what's your plan, um, Pat, for the rest of the season? Are you, are you kind of just going to concentrate, stay on the Boyne, or are you going to be any yeah, other I'll around the, the country?
0: The I, I actually, I'm like, um, you had Garrett Rudrock on there mm. last week, and I had the same thing. I, last year, I was diagnosed with um, prostate cancer. Oh, yeah so it was very high it's at least nine and it was whatever so anyway I I went in and had surgery blah blah and everything's grand um, and it didn't hold me back in any way I couldn't say enough about the nurses and the doctors up there and the advice that I got all that kind of stuff but um, I was waiting on blood results then and I got them before Christmas and they were very very good and I had to go back in three months so um, I waited till I got them and they were very good again and the minute I got them I rang the travel agents and I booked the flight I booked, booked flights to Iceland so I'm going to Iceland <laughs> oh, <laughs> fantastic. Fair play to you That's In the, the you end know. Yeah, the end of August Yeah Oh, fantastic The end of August Yeah Oh, you'll, you'll
1: um, get some fish there I'd say I look forward to seeing those pictures
0: yeah. yeah looking forward to that myself I just never have been so why not Why not you, What will you fish for? What, what's the plan? I'm going fishing for salmon with a fella from England there that I know, he's a cast instructor. He runs kind of a trip out there, Chris Haig. So he came up, i just seen two rods coming up on the East rangers. So I'm going to fish for salmon there. But I also booked four days before that. So I'm just going to hire a car. It's, 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 It's a shocking expensive place now. It's dearer to hire a car than it is for the flights. But I'm going to hire a car and I'm just going to go um, I I know some people over there. that were guides, and give me some pointers of a couple of places to go fishing for trout or sea trout, or just bum along. I don't care. Brilliant. Just enjoy the scenery.
1: <laughs> but our final question to you, Pat, um, which we ask every guest is, and you've obviously got a few adventures under your belt already. So I'd be interested to hear what this is. What's your most memorable fish on the fly?
0: I'm 68 now, so I was coming up to me 60, birthday. Um, I have a few, but, but this one kind of <laughs> stuck out with me anyway. But um, I had an, an old rocking chair in the house, and it was kind of made with steel and everything. The daughter the family, I always tell them, I said, never buy me anything. Just don't waste your money, because I just hate anybody buying me because I hate waste. So the oldest daughter came to me one day, and she said, Dad, I was over in her house, and she had this lovely reclining rocker. You know, one that just goes out, and I loved it. But she says, we, we know who we're going to buy you. And I says, what are you going to buy me? And she says, one of those recliner." I says, no, you're not going to buy me that. But, Dad, we don't know what you get. Just your 60 to blah, blah, whatever. I says, I know. I was down at the Galway Fair, and I seen um, Pat Nolan was down there, and he had a lovely reel. It was a hardy reel, and um, it had only wind on the right. It was a salmon reel. I haven't even got the box for the year. I can't even think which one was the name. But anyway, I think it was an Edward or whatever. I looked at it several times and I'm going to buy it. And I don't know. I just didn't feel like on the big, you know, at the end of the season. And I just left it there. So I rang up Pat and I said, Pat, have you still got that reel? And he said, yeah, I'll send it up to you tomorrow. Right. I says, my daughter, go on and she'll pay you for it. So I rang her and I told her and she was delighted, yeah. well, at least we can get you something. So I brought it home, put the line on it and the whole lot, left it there. And I never I says, I won't use it now. So took a photograph of it, my Berta. Thanks very much, sent it all down the WhatsApp to the kids, and they're delighted. So over it goes to Navel. And I went in and I started fishing. There was nobody there. The water was a bit high, and there's lovely fast water in it, you know, cast out a uh, couple of casts and I went down just moving down along through and the next thing I hit the salmon and I mean to say the salmon went down like a bat out of hell but he just kept going and I was wondering where I was going to hell. you down into the back and of this stage and I was wondering if I was going to and I was trying to choke there was something wrong and I was trying to choke the line with my hand whatever was wrong so I didn't know whether I was going to have to get up in the bank and run down after him but anyway he stopped and when he stopped I tried to wind but I hadn't tightened the arbor knot on it. And the line was spinning when I started to go. So my heart was in my mouth. And from years ago, having bad gear and And I was standing on a rock right beside the wall. So when the fish started coming up, I started throwing all the line. And I threw all the line into the river to bring it. Because if I left it at my feet, it would have been, you know, all tangled. So I... Done that twice, and he ran down again. And then I gave it a good chuck, and I got him on the reel. And then to hear that reel singing down was (laughs) absolutely. And the fish was the best fish that I ever got. Well, in Ireland on the fly, anyway, he was twenty-three pounds. Oh wow! Yeah. Wow. (laughs) And I have that was I have uh, I got a fellow in Scotland. I measured him, and I got a fellow in Scotland. Me, it's all catch and release on the vine So I said, if I ever got. The salmon over twenty pound, I'd love to get him stuffed, but are you couldn't obviously. So I got a replica made of him, and I have it there. So that yeah, was
2: you showed show me the picture of that before. That yeah, fantastic, actually,
0: yeah, yeah. That was uh, that's a serious memory to have. So I took a photograph. When you
2: showed me the picture, though, you didn't tell me that the line was going around the spindle. <laughs> of the <reel>. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Fantastic <laughs> stuff. Heartache. fish of a lifetime. Like oh wow, yeah, oh.
1: 23 pounds. And what so that was eight years ago, is it that you are saying?
0: Yeah, eight years ago, yeah.
1: It shows you the, the the stamp of fish that's there in the boy? Mm. Yeah.
0: There's an odd one. An yeah. odd one. Like, I
1: think there's a lot more. I just think uh, the boy anglers aren't saying <laughs> <that>. <laughs> they're being very coy about it you let that one slip about 23 pounder anyway good man
0: yeah well treat of a lifetime you couldn't you couldn't hold that one back anyway
1: you know well man tight lines for the rest of the season um especially iceland um yeah hear how you get on let us know send us on the pictures i'd love to have a look at it like i'd say it'll be another another memorable trip you
0: might get a few 23 pounders really really looking forward anything at all I, I can go to a river and I can I, I always say I don't have bad days fishing because if I don't catch nothing it doesn't bother I love it and I love casting and meeting fellas and just having a bit of cracking and, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and keep fighting the fight
0: Yeah, will do no
1: bother uh, thanks and many for joining really us really
2: good talking to you really good talking to you fair play okay. to you as I said as well it's not just been a fisherman but been a custodian as well fair play Hi-ya. to you. Me and a lot of other lads on the yeah, bottom as well. Yeah, no, no, that yeah, goes out to him. Okay, thanks very much. Our thanks to Pat O'Toole for joining us on the show. And don't forget to rate, review and follow the Ireland on the Fly podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcast from.
1: Plus you can keep up to date on Irelandonthefly.com as well as on Instagram and myself and Tom will be back with another episode of People and Places of Fly Fishing in Ireland.